0: first day I got to the village I seen her and I was sitting down I was working myself up to go get a photo and then a whole group of people went over and asked for a photo and I was like oh man I'm not mm. going to do it now she's eating her lunch I'm not going to annoy her and-
1: welcome to is that a girl podcast um number two three it's number two with an three. athlete but number yeah. three yeah we've got uh bmx champion on today natalia Deem. so i'm just gonna rattle off a few things that i've um found so you were 2019 oceana champion you came first um 2019 2020 2021 national champion you came first three years in a row uh, yep. You came sixth in the world chance in 2019. Um, and this year, you recently just returned from the Olympics where you came fifth, but you did come fifth with a torn ACL. So that's pretty bloody fantastic. Um, congrats, <laughs> by the way. So like Thank not many you. Not many people can say they're an Olympian. So yeah, anyways, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. And we're um, looking forward to asking you about your career as a BMX freestyler. It's
0: definitely been a journey, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just how did it all begin for you? Like, were you like little and you thought, I'm going to jump on a bike and and that's where it started?
0: Uh, I was young. I was like eight years old. Uh, I had no idea what a skate park or anything was. Um, and I wanted to ride my bike to school because I was only probably about a 10 minute ride. Um, and the bike we had at the time didn't have breaks. So mum and dad were like, no, you're not riding to school. So I was quite upset. And then for a few weeks, um, yeah, I was upset and I would fight with them every morning, please let me ride to school. And, um, then they picked me up early. I think it was like cross country day. So I was stoked about that because no one likes to do cross country. <laughs> I don't anyway. No one
1: likes running. <laughs> um, <no. laughs>
0: um took me home and I they had um brought me a new bike and I was like oh this is so sick and they're like yeah you want to go ride it and I was like yeah and I uh, well we, we don't know where how about we just go to the skate park and I was like yeah let's let's go to the skate park I had no idea what it was and then like just fell in love with it so when I was riding to school with my friends after school we'd go straight to the skate park and then all day on the weekends we would just be there every weekend so just turned just like the place where everyone went and where you had fun with your friends. And I can't believe it's got me this far.
2: Yeah. Did you have a group of girls that you did that with or?
0: Uh, no, a group of boys. My sister didn't right. do it, but she's four years older than me. So pretty much once she graduated, that was it for her. She got a job, she got a boyfriend, you know, how life goes. So yeah, she, she did it for a couple of years. But
2: was she just, pretty handy?
0: She was pretty good. Yeah, I think if she was to jump back on now, she could probably do a few basic
1: things, but probably scared. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Basic, basic things, like what? what's basic?
0: Uh, I guess going up and down the, the ramps is probably basic. Okay,
2: cool. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think she could still do it, but she'd probably have a high fear factor now. Yeah, definitely. So has like, it has been a while
2: since she's been on it? Pardon? Has it been a while since she's ridden a bike?
0: Oh yeah, probably like last time she was like 17 and she's now 28.
2: Oh damn.
0: Yeah, right. so quite a long time, yeah.
1: Is it something that you feel that if you, I know there's that whole term, like it's just like getting back on a bike, it's just like riding a bike, but do you feel like if you were away from the sport for a little bit, you could go back to it and you would be at a, a decent level or do you think you lose it quite quickly?
0: Um, I think with the harder tricks, uh you would lose just just because there's a lot of fear there and you haven't practiced it you might make a mistake and you would fall but as for riding the bike and doing stuff you've done for years it's all muscle memory so you might you know go back to the bike after a year and feel a bit sketchy on it like not not very good but you would still be able to do the tricks because it just comes down to muscle memory i think so yeah it's- one of those things you have to practice if you're doing the higher level tricks like the men do like they do 1080 spins which is three rotations and like if you if you're off the bike for quite some time you're not going to probably do that
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely is that more like would you say a confidence thing as well do you think if you're not on a bike yeah
0: yeah absolutely like I've even thought about it because I'm going to have to obviously go through a lot of rehab and stuff with my knee I'm like oh man like I'm going to have to probably relearn a lot of things or I'm going to be scared because of my knee or I'm scared to do this. But that's all part of the sport. And I feel like most of it is the mental game rather than physically. So if you have a strong mental game, you'll be able to push through it and and try new things.
1: Yeah. Just on that, I wanted to touch on how many ACLs have you done now? Five?
0: Five and to the same knee as well. So arthritis is just around the corner for me.
1: 100%. (laughs) That's,
2: that's
1: crazy. Yeah. That's full on. Like you're young and I've done my ACL and I know how hard that is to get back to like running, let alone something like landing on a bike from a height, like the impact on your legs would be incredible.
0: Yeah. So it's definitely going to be a hard one to come back this time. Cause I do not want to go through it again. And so my original plan, cause I, I ruptured it again, two weeks before flying out to Tokyo. Right. So I was like, devastated and I was like no nope, there's no time to be devastated like you gotta stay focused you're gonna get there and so when I was riding we had four days practice while we were over there and I was like oh this feels great like I have a knee brace on it's strapped like it feels really good I can probably like ride without an ACL and then get it fixed so I'm done with my career and then yeah in the contest bam it blew out and I was like well I guess I can't <laughs> ride with it without an ACL I'm gonna have to get it fixed
2: <laughs> how'd you do it this time was there a specific a trick that you did or something?
0: Yeah, I did a flare, which is a backflip 180 um, and yeah. landing back into the ramp. And it was like a, it was a little fall too. Like I landed it, and I was gonna loop out and probably like fall onto my back. So I, I threw my bike away, landed on my feet, and just like rolled. And with within that roll, I was like, holy! Like I think I've just ruptured my ACL again because it wasn't very painful either. And I was like, I was like, oh man! Like I think I've heard it. And then got it checked the next day. And they're like, yeah, you, you've ruptured it. And I was like, oh, man, again.
2: <laughs> God, you know you've done it enough times when you do that rolling, and you're like, hmm, I think I just ruptured my ACL. Yeah. Most, people, most <laughs> people wouldn't have that reaction probably.
0: Yeah, when I told my coach, like straight away, I was like, I think I've hurt my knee. He's like, well, you see my right," And I was like, yeah, but I think it's hurting. Like, I'm pretty sure it's sore. And then I left it a few hours and I called him back up. And I was like, nah, I know this kind of pain. I've ruptured my ACL. We better get it checked.
2: Had, you've done it five times when was the first time like how long ago was the first one
0: 2016 2017 because I'm pretty sure I did three within three years and I was yeah oh. I was 20 to like 20, yeah
1: so it was just That's like crazy. came came back from injury and then redid it like straight well, away. yeah like
0: I would do the rehab and then they, my like physio would be like yep yeah, you're good to go like you're strong and it would be like one or two rides in and it would blow out and I'm like Mm-hmm. And i've just had the worst of yeah that's,
2: that's the like, thing it's just a bit bad luck isn't it it's not yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so I, I just i'm seeing a new surgeon this time and he's confident and he's like you've just had bad luck like i'm super confident when i fix this one like it's going to be good you know just <laughs> try and beat this mentally and i was like i'm gonna try my hardest <laughs>
1: that, i just honestly like Overcoming that, it's not something small. Like people, if you haven't had an ACL tear, you don't really understand what you go through when you get that fixed. And to come back and then sh- straight away do it again, and then come back again, and straight away do it again through like what I, I don't know much about BMX, but I would say that would be your prime age. Am I?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you've missed so many opportunities, I guess, to further develop yourself um, as an athlete because
0: yeah, of this injury. Yeah, 100%. Like, some of the top riders, like Hannah Roberts and Charlotte uh, Worthington, who just won gold. Like, I was doing double tail whips and stuff when I was 16, 15, 16, and that was way ahead of the game for, for women. And then, yeah, like, was having so much time off the bike with my knee, everyone's just caught up and, and progressed heaps. And it's like, I can't help but think back and go, man, what would have happened if my knee never, <laughs> like, went? <laughs> Yeah, so much to think about.
2: They're such a bummer, aren't they?
0: Yeah, but that's the sport and that's everything in life. Like stuff happens and you just have to move forward.
2: Just Going back to your uh, younger years, I had a bit of a look and you grew up at Boyne Island. Is that off Gladstone, is it?
0: Yeah, it's like 20 minutes uh, out of Gladstone onto the coast there, right by the beach.
2: And it's a pretty small population there, right?
0: Yeah, so I think, um Gladstone including Boyne Island and other surrounding towns is like 50,000 maybe a bit more now but back then it was like 50,000 people.
2: So did you have to do quite a lot of travel like with competitions and stuff when you were younger?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So even if I was living in Gladstone which I live in the Gold Coast now but we don't have any major contests here in Australia. So everything for freestyle BMX is overseas. Oh. And so it makes it even harder for up and coming riders because you have to self fund everything. And it's just obviously super expensive, expensive, especially now with quarantine payments. So, yeah.
2: yeah. What's the go with that. I would have thought we would have had enough people to run our own competitions here.
0: No, we have some of the best riders in the world. Obviously, yeah. in the men's, we just got gold. If Brandon Lupos didn't do his ACL, he probably would have taken silver or gold or, as well. And then some of, the, some of the boys we have are amazing. But I, I don't know. I don't know why we can't get Crazy. a contest here. Yeah, we're, we're, hope, we're hoping to now, obviously, because it's freestyles coming out to the world um, from the Olympics and we've got a gold medalist and hopefully we can attract some contests here and people to come here. But now with COVID, no one's going to want to come with restrictions.
2: You'd think the coverage that you guys got would have got with the Olympics would help a lot towards that because obviously there's the X Games and everything, but that's sort of probably a very specific audience. Like you have to sort of be into it already to go out yeah. and watch it whereas it's the Olympics so mainstream.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then we had um, the Nitro World Games, which is like the, the Nitro Circus, but like a different contest format um, yep. that was coming to Brisbane in October. But I think a lot of the riders now are pulling out because they don't want to have to do the two-week quarantine.
2: So that All was right. going to be the
0: start of our contest here in Australia, and I'm not mm. sure if it's going to happen yet.
2: That uh, Matt Wyatt guy rides with Nitro Circus, doesn't he? Is it- is that yeah. What? Is yeah. That, isn't it? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was on The Bachelor.
2: Yeah, it's gonna say a bit of reality <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: that's a not how a good I know at all, by the way.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hodgie <laughs> it is like, loves so... all his little cute TV Blood shows. TV. Yeah. Yeah, he loves. I yeah. yeah, all right. So, just on that, you just said obviously it's not very big in Australia. Is there anything out there for kids like? you growing up you said you obviously went to the skate park all the time and all that kind of stuff but you know you play netball you play footy you you go down to your local club and you you sign up how how do kids go about signing up to ride their bike like professionally I guess at your level
0: well this is like what I'm going through now because I'm trying to talk with Oz cycling about becoming a coach while I have this time off the bike yeah nice. and like i said it's going to be hard to monitorize who's riding and who's progressing because we don't have a club and that's never been the like the the way freestyle goes it's you go to the skate park and that's it if you ride you have fun you progress it's what you do you post it on social media you might get noticed so with it being so professional being in the olympics now we have to try and find a way that do we start up a club and people sign up, and we all meet at the skate park. Like, or can we get it involved in schools and make it a school sport, and go to that to their local skate park? So it's, it, I don't know how it's going to work or how how we're going to monetize that. But um, forever it's just been going to the skate park, and and if you have the money, you would sign up to a contest, and if you do well, you'll be seen. So it's so crazy? crazy
2: to me that it we're so far behind. Um, probably going to show my age a little bit here, but. I remember when I was a teenager sort of was when Tony Hawk and all that sort of stuff started coming out. And so skate, skate parks became um, quite a big thing. But then even um, like Dave Mirror, the like bike game came out and everyone was like very much like as into BMX as they were into skateboarding. So around that like 2000, early 2000s. To think that it's like 2021 and it's been consistently big through all of those years to think that we still sort of don't have competitions and clubs and stuff that people can join is crazy to me.
0: Yeah. I think Australia is pretty far behind in that aspect. Like uh, just the way you look at team USA or something and they'll have like, they'll have a whole team on deck just for one contest. And it won't even be a major one. And they've got a physio, they've got a psych, they've got a masseuse, they've got like everything there, their coaches, and and we we just we just have a coach come along with us.
2: Is it the That's same shit. sort of deal with skateboarding? Like, do they? We don't have many competitions in Australia and stuff.
0: I think we have a few more skateboarding contests, like Bolarama. Um, oh and yeah, Bondi and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So skateboarding is bigger, and even for for younger kids, like there's more women in skateboarding than BMX.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Well, we did see like the skateboarding. There was those young girls. So like obviously yeah they they,
0: took home gold and silver didn't they
1: crazy yeah so young yeah so I guess with that like 2021 it's in the Olympics 2024 you've done your knee now you have to get it fixed are you aiming to go to the next one
0: it is a dream to go um and with having so much time to think in quarantine, I've obviously overthought everything and it was stressing me out. So I was like, you know, I can't help what's happening to my knees. It's out of my control. It needs to be fixed. Just take it one day at a time. And then once rehab's done or once qualification starts again for the Olympics, which is only a year and a half, a bit over a year and a half away now, um, we'll see how we go. I'm not ruling it out because obviously I would freaking love to go again, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. See how tough this one's going What's to be. What's the
2: um, qualification process? Like you said, it's going to start in about eighteen months. So it's, it's pretty lengthy, is it?
0: Um, so because the next one's only three years away, um, qualifications uh, I think it starts um, a year, maybe a bit over a year before before the Olympics. So that's why qualifications start not too far away. Like this year and a half is just going to fly by, um, and then you will go to world cup stops and accumulate points. So the more riders you have for your country, the more points you will obviously get because they've entered. Right. And so for this one, because there was only nine competitors in the event, it was the top nation who got the most points, got to take two riders, which was team USA oh. and the host nation obviously gets an automatic spot. Yeah. So there was only now seven, seven spots left. Um, right,
2: right, right. So I was wondering yeah. why you were the only girl that was sent over there, but yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so there's only one spot for the rest of the countries and the top five highest nations with points got an automatic, automatic spot and then the next two would, um, were the next highest play, play, um, placing in a world championships. and right. uh, So it's like a wild card and that's what I had to get because being one rider, you can't get as many points as the rest of the countries.
2: Yeah, yeah, fair, 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 right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it was pretty tough. Like I, I remember dropping in and I knew that Spain and France had fallen off in their runs and I was just like, Okay, just stay on the bike. If you stay on the bike, you'll get your spot and you'll be happy as so thank God that worked out for me. I <laughs> I don't know what it, it almost
2: adds done. to the pressure, doesn't it? Like you know that these guys have sort of haven't done very well. So instead of if they had a, done really well you've got that extra pressure of like oh shit like now I really have to do it but then also there's that pressure even if they don't do well you're sort of like oh well like I still have to do like you know yeah that's right
0: yeah yeah yeah. and in my first run too I had fallen off so you get two one minute runs in a contest and so my first one was scratched out because I fell and I was like man one minute (laughs) make it worth your while you've worked so hard your whole life for it (laughs)
2: Well,
1: one I mean,
0: it doesn't leave you much that.
1: time for mistakes and stuff, does it? No. No, it doesn't. No. I don't know. Oh, crazy. I reckon in 2024, there'll be more placings, though. Like, if there's only nine girls in a competition now, I would say there'd have to be more by the next one.
0: Yeah, so I've heard rumours there'll be 12, which is still not a lot. No, um, not really. Usually, yeah, usually in a contest, like, our finals is 12 people, so... um still not a lot of people but at least it's better than nine might make it a bit easier
2: yeah how or, many or did the men have
0: the men had nine as well but then you look oh, at right. skateboarding yeah you look at skateboarding that was new and they had like 24 riders so they had a semi-finals and a finals whereas we just had a straight final because there was only nine competitors
2: that's so bizarre because you could fill those positions it's not like there's not enough oh. people to do it like there's yeah plenty of absolutely
0: 100 no percent. but hmm. Like I was uh, speaking about it with Logan the other day. And for the men, there wasn't that many countries that missed out. But there was other riders that missed out, but from the same country, like uh, USA have like five great riders, but you can only take two of them. And like Australia, we have, you know, probably five great riders as well, but you can only take, we could only take one. So the countries we had sorted, but the actual riders, uh, there's a lot of other good riders that miss out. so So, that's strange because that
2: wouldn't work like that with um like athletics and stuff would it
0: yeah I don't really know I
1: think yeah I think it's different I think they get like a qualifying time and then I think it's how many per country over that qualifying time or something like that yeah yeah
2: different interesting weird
1: yeah I have a question with um men's and women so with us, obviously, we're, we're focusing on female athletes within Australia, and a big thing for us is the pay gap. Is there a noticeable difference between men's and women's BMX in Australia, or is it just a pretty much an even playing field because there's not really that much out there?
0: Um, I think in Australia it might be the same. Yeah. So when I get paid from Oz Cycling, um, it's based off your – your scoring of where you placed in a world championships or in this case, now the Olympics, because it was the pinnacle contest of the year. And so since I placed fifth, fifth, there's like rankings of what fifth gets paid, what's first get paid and like different stages. So I'm assuming that's quite even between the men and the women, but in a contest, there's still a major gap in prize money for men and women, which we've tried to fight for. And we've said, you know, even, even half we don't even get even half of what the men get it's like it's like a court like so we're like you know we'll compromise even if we get half um even the X x games like they don't even have a women's division because they've never thought that we were worth televising so we're still trying to fight for that and i think now being in the olympics they're like oh man you know if the olympics can have the women's x games can so hopefully we can have an event but there's still a long way to come to equal but we're working
2: on it yeah so how how does it work with you with so with oz cycle so do they um essentially contract you as a full-time athlete to train is that how it works
0: um they contract you as a full-time athlete so like i said if you rank within where they want you to you'll get yeah. paid a certain amount of money um every six months oh, and right. then yes and, and then obviously you have other financial sponsors that'll be your help with your income and travel and all that. Whereas yep. I just have, I had, I just have all cycling and it definitely would have been worth me having a job <laughs> to try and yeah, help yeah. pick up some of the slack, but it just would have been in the way of training. So yes, yeah. it's been quite tough and I budget a lot.
1: <laughs> but I, just, I, got, yeah. I got through it. I'm shocked that you're an Olympian, right? Like not many people can say that you're an Olympian. We have plenty of, athletes out there uh, that you know we've heard on the news this year that have self-funded their training their travel like how do we not have enough money to help you know people like you not have to budget you know not have to worry that you know you have to go to training and you have to do all that but you also need to somehow eat during the week do you know what i mean like
0: oh, yeah I'm yeah shocked. so it, it's definitely been hard like um when it first got announced that it was going to be in the Olympics obviously I had contact with us cycling we were a bit back and forth and they were like we want you to do this this and this and go here 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 because you need to get this place you need to get this points and I was like yeah like I'm keen and I totally believe I can do this but I'm going to need some help and they're like well we we can't help you and so everything seemed to
2: make sense because you would think that it would be in their best interest to do that it's almost like an investment
0: Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure how it works. Obviously there is some sort of uh, thing that they can't help me, but they want to, I, I guess it's all in the contracts and, and the rules, but yeah, so everything was self funded and it was super hard trying to qualify because I was working full time in a bar to work at the time to train at the daytime, to save the money, to get away, to qualify. Um, and I made it work and I qualified and then I started getting payments from Oz cycling because I placed sixth at the world championships. But again, like if everyone knows, if you're getting paid six monthly, it's 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 hard. I, I hate it. honestly, yeah, honestly <laughs> worst.
2: with
0: with COVID, like that was the best thing for me because then we didn't travel, which means I could save that money. Like if I had to live and travel with that money, there's no way I would have been able to do it.
1: Crazy so you said before um obviously you get paid six monthly through them but if you had sponsorships then that would help your income have you had any anyone contact you like after the games no (laughs) really
0: (laughs) yeah no I haven't I think probably with my knee injury it might have scared some people away uh like I'm not sure I was I definitely had my fingers crossed that something was going to come my way after this just to make it a bit easier on me um and it hasn't and I guess that's fine and I'll take the the route of being a coach and and giving back to the kids and get them stoked so if I can make money from doing something that I love as well then you know that's even better
1: yeah well I guess that's probably the only way you have to think about it at the moment yeah (laughs) yeah oh, I can't believe that like surely people and I know social media is a massive thing at the moment like your followers on Instagram would have boosted by thousands I'm guessing
0: yeah a few thousand I think maybe three or four
1: like but that's a lot that's a lot for I would say a female athlete that you know we don't you don't get a lot of um like televised events so people don't see you but then people saw you on the Olympics and and that boosted your numbers so I don't see how sponsors don't look at that and go oh that's a perfect investment
0: yeah yeah I know it's um it's weird I guess yeah there's other girls out there that have like 50,000 followers Or I think I'm I'm pretty sure I'm the only female BMX rider under 20,000 so and, and oh. uh, like everyone knows followers is a massive thing these days and if you don't yeah. have them you're not gonna get far I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, maybe it's time to boost those followers somehow. Now I've been watching your stories. Your stories have been entertaining. The one um, the other day with the Ash Barty thing, oh, I was losing. Uh,
2: Did she ever get back to you about that?
1: No,
0: she didn't. I've posted so many stories of trying to get a hold of her and nothing. She's too busy, I guess.
2: I could imagine her bloody DMs would be blowing up all the time. Oh,
0: yeah, but I just feel like every time I post one, it just bumps to the top, so I'm just waiting. It's, keep going um, nothing yeah, yeah. Just, i'll just keep going
2: yeah persistence is the key as they say
0: <laughs> well I, when i first the first day i got to the village i seen her and i was sitting down i was working myself up to go get a photo and then a whole group of people went over and asked for a photo and i was like oh man i'm not mm. going to do it now she's eating her lunch i'm not going to annoy her and then did not see her again once and i am kicking myself that i didn't just go up and get that photo
2: <laughs> also like off. in the olympic village pretty crazy seeing so you know, a bunch of people like you're you mingled together
0: yeah we all we all pretty ming, like mingled pretty well and then you know the most common question every time you see someone was so what sport do you do like that was just oh, the right. oh, yeah. Yeah. like what sport yeah. do you do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when do you compete um so that was always the icebreaker but like when i first got there i was walking around and i was just like oh my god like look at all these athletes like oh, my God, there's Simone Biles over there or, you know, there's Ash Barty and it's like I got to bed that night and I texted mum and I was like, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. I'm not an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: crazy. That's wild. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Especially was that with like- having so many
2: in one sort of area, like that wouldn't ha- Like obviously it probably doesn't, only happens every four years when you go to the Olympics to have so many sport personalities just sort of like living in a pretty tight-knit community it's-
0: yeah it's it's super crazy and like going into the dining hall and seeing like so many other countries so many different people you're trying to guess what sport they can do like yeah it, it's it's a pretty wild feeling and it's such an awesome experience I wish everyone got to experience it because it's something really really cool
2: yeah
1: how about those um cardboard beds were they good like I know everyone was like oh they're not too bad but
0: like, the cardboard bed frame itself was fine. Like, it was pretty sturdy. Like, I, I got on it and I kind of jumped and moved around and it was pretty good. <laughs> but the, the foam mattress was the killer. Like, it was just, like, that hard foam that almost wasn't even, like, foam. Like, it was just oh. so hard and, like, yeah, it was, it was terrible. I did not get one good night's sleep. And, like, if you laid on your side, your shoulder would, like, start to ache because it was just, like, up against, like, the ground or something. It was just, yeah, it was just hard.
2: (laughs) That makes it so much worse when it's, like, you can have, like, pretty much any conditions, but if you can't sleep properly, it's just a nightmare.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and, like, on on the cardboard frame, it said... sleep better for with for a better performance or something and i was just like this is not giving me a better performance (laughs) at all what a bunch of
2: bullshit that is yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) i could only imagine what the um japanese athletes had in their rooms they wouldn't have been those mattresses surely
0: yeah 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 Yeah. who knows maybe it was a little ploy (laughs) (laughs) yeah give everyone else terrible mattresses you get a comfy bed
2: yeah put your room with
0: uh, I so it was like little apartment rooms. All oh, right. And so I had my bedroom to myself, which was really cool because I'm the only freestyle oh, athlete. Um, right. But there was another three rooms, so there was two BMX races, two judo girls, I think, and then yep. two beach volleyballers. I was roomed with a beach volleyballer volleyballers that came second all oh,
2: right oh, yeah nice oh yeah i watched that game that was
0: crazy <laughs> yeah yeah it was a game that they were sick they're, they're really nice too so it was cool i got, really got along with those
2: what an experience to really be able to get to know people that like in ordinary life isn't like you probably would never come across
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah absolutely and like just oh. talking to them as normal people and being friends and then like I never really watched beach volleyball or anything either. And then I was like, as soon as I met them, I was like watching over there every game. I was like, this is sick. This is so cool. And then they got second. I was just like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Was <laughs> it interesting to see how um, what different athletes like the beach volleyball and judo and stuff prepare before their events?
0: Um, well, the judo girls were really like uh, kept to themselves. Like I didn't really see them. They kind of just stayed in their rooms, which was weird. Um and then the Thanks. Yeah, like some we'd be in the same elevator, and because I really rarely seen them, I didn't notice who they were. And so we got off the elevator right. and I went like, <laughs> into the room and they followed me in. And I was like, they're my roommates. I didn't even notice. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um but the beach beach volleyballers, I'm pretty sure they like their games were really spread out. So they'd do one game and then have like two days off. Oh, and
2: really? then
0: but they would still go to practice and training um once a day so yeah and then and then some of their games were like at 9 p.m at night so I'd be in bed and they're heading out the door ready to go play a game
2: all right how um from the start of your competition to the end of it how like how many days was that for you
0: four days practice and two days of the event so what six six days yeah yeah yeah
1: and then you had to pretty much leave the next day once you were done
0: yeah yeah, the, the next day, that's it. So, you know, everyone got their medals, Woohoo! hoo um, And then actually that afternoon, we all got a briefing uh, that we weren't allowed to, like, l- they didn't want us to leave our building because there was parties going on um, <laughs> down on the grass area. Um, so we got we got a briefing not to uh, celebrate too much and probably best not to leave the building. <laughs> so,
2: so yeah, we did with our the day, swimmers?
0: Ever, ever Pardon?
2: Did you come back with the swimmers? I heard they got a bit rowdy on the way home.
0: Uh, The the swimmers, I did come home with them, but I didn't get a medal, so I wasn't in business class. So, Uh, is (laughs) that
1: a rule? Is that that a rule?
0: Yeah, if you get a medal, you get upgraded. So,
1: really,
2: I I
0: tried for an upgrade because of my knee. Um,
2: Yeah, so you get some sort of sympathy vote or something. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Yeah,
0: yeah, I tried. I tried. Yeah, so everyone, if you get a medal. You know, just let everyone know you, you get up the front of the plane. I was really hoping to get up there, didn't quite make it.
2: <laughs> but if you if you wanted any motivation, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. So um if if you wanted to get business on the way over, you had to pay for it. And I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not going to pay for it. Maybe on the way back. And then uh, my coach was like, well, you can't do that. You only get up there if you get a medal. And I was like, okay, well, I'll try to get a medal.
1: I'll try to get a medal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you honestly, from your point of view, think if your knee wasn't bad and you hadn't done the ACL two weeks prior, you would have meddled?
0: Yeah, I really, really believe it. And that's, it sucks to think about it because I I truly believe that if I didn't, even in my first one, if my first run, if that didn't happen, I still had more to give. Um, And I think it would have kept me in that podium position. And then I have what I had planned for the second run would have even topped that some more. Um, but I wasn't able to do it, which kills me because in a year in in three years' time I might not be up to that up to that standard to be in podium position anymore. So it kind of is like, you know, you just missed your chance. So
1: yeah.
2: yeah. That's the thing about competitive yeah. sport, isn't it? It's sort of like, yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I mean, at least you one thing you you got out of it that no one can really take away is the fact that you got to be the first person to do it. Like no one else will be able to ever say that. So
0: yeah, absolutely. And I think everything happens for a reason and once time goes on and you're accepting of it and then you realize like, Oh, you know, that happened for the better for this to work out or for this to happen. So yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, you want to um, obviously go into getting into coaching and stuff. Had you not, had this opportunity, like the yeah. opportunity to go into doing the coaching and stuff might might not be there. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like I, I remember saying to my mum and stuff before going, like, yes, riding my bike and competing is what I've always wanted to do. And what I'm striving to do is, you know, I mean, obviously get to that podium. But I've also wanted to inspire the next generation and inspire kids. And I think um that's helped me now so like i've i've had a few opportunities so when i get out of here i maybe like do some guest speaking at schools And i think maybe if that didn't happen with my knee you know i wouldn't have the time to do that or i wouldn't have the story to tell to inspire the kids so that's what i'm seeing i was like everything happens for a reason maybe that's why um but
2: i mean there's plenty of silver lining to come in but that's for sure um yeah yeah, as sucky yeah, as it yeah. is that it went down the way that it did, like there's going to be like a lot of I think a lot of um a lot of doors will open from the experience for sure.
0: Yeah, ho- hopefully. And like I just think, damn, I did this with one leg pretty much, and I got fifth. So I'm 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 grateful for that. I'm grateful for fifth place. I mean
2: yeah. wish I was fifth, fifth best at something in the world. <laughs> I'd <be staked. laughs>
1: Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. All right, well, I'm I'm done asking questions that annoy you. Um, Hodgie, you got anything?
2: Um, no, I think that's pretty much covered everything. Did you want to give um, a quick plug to what you want to do with coaching and stuff? Try and get it out there.
0: Oh, uh, I'm just I'm still trying to work it out now. Um, hopefully yeah. do some BMX camps throughout this year, and then I'm t- I tried to re- reach out on Instagram to see how many girls in Australia are willing to do it, and I got. So- more messages than I was anticipating, so I'm trying wow. to keep up with all of them on my main account, which is super hard. So maybe opening yeah. up another account, or I just I don't know how to get the word out there at the moment because we don't know how it's going to work and monetize it. Like yeah. I said, with, yeah. with every other sport, there's clubs, whereas freestyle there is no club. <laughs> so we're just yeah. still trying to work on it.
2: Yeah, probably another feather in the cap for you to be the first at another thing.
0: Yeah that's it and I'm um, you know fingers crossed in future olympics like 2028 and 2032 in Brisbane that I'll still be there but coaching the next girls that came through so yeah that's totally. the dream
2: tri- yeah, yeah that's Very the tri- dream awesome all right well thanks so much for coming on and um giving us your time and taking so I didn't know a lot about how um the process worked and everything so um now we do so no, very appreciative
1: cool. thanks, for having me on.
2: All right. thanks see you later perfect no uh, see you later yeah. all right yeah bye cool
1: that's crazy yeah I, it's crazy with sports like that that aren't you know widespread like your footy and your netball and all that just to understand what these athletes do go through to to get to where they are
2: just all that stuff with odd cycling it doesn't I mean, I'm sure they're like, they're a big corporation that whatever, and they have people that obviously, you know, look after that stuff, but it's just so, it doesn't make sense to me that you're going to get something out of it. So it's not like they're going to invest all this money and get no return. Like,
1: well, surely they've got, they would have sponsors like, you know, on the side that they can link her up with. Do you know what I mean? Like they can't just go, oh, we can't help with you. And that's it. Like they would know people and they would know companies that would want to help athletes, Olympians. She's an Olympian. Like that, that's a big deal.
2: Yeah. I don't I know. even like people like companies like vans or like bike companies and stuff. Like how would they? how was, how's there no sponsor? Like you're the fifth best person in the whole world at what you're doing. How's yeah. there no sponsorship around it? I,
1: I guess all the money goes to America. It, it'd be huge there. The money in that there would be massive.
2: I mean, the thing that probably doesn't help is the fact that there's no competitions here, which yeah. blows my freaking mind. Which is like, also
1: a possibility for these companies like Vans. Start one in Australia. Imagine.
2: Yeah, run competitions. Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's obviously a market out there because she said she put that thing out on her Instagram. and She's been flooded with people that said that they're interested. So, yeah, 100%. Fuck people.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, I
2: don't know. But, well,
1: who knows? Oh, well, we'll see
2: cool it was good good chatting
1: nice yeah lovely nice
2: chick yeah awesome all right another one in the bag
1: yep yeah. we'll um get this out Thanks. what do you reckon tonight thursday ah
2: uh, yeah yeah probably tonight.
1: yeah same time awesome all right okay. been good okay. chatting i will fantastic see you soon. until next time